My name is Andrew. I'm one of the pastors here in Cornerstone. So good to see so many of you here. He is alive. Amen. Amen. Right, before I start, let me ask you this question. Anybody need more peace in your life today? No? Powerful church. Anybody struggle with fear, anxiety, worry, pressure, and depression? Well, uh, in any case, we all need peace in our everyday lives, correct? We all have uh, experienced anxiety, we have experienced uh, sadness, desperation, and much more. Peace can allow us to overcome all of these things. And I want to read to you a scripture that really brings peace to my soul every time when I read it and uh, every time when I meditate on it. It's in John chapter 16, verse 31 to 33. You know, Jesus was uh, talking to a group of people who are headed into a pretty uh, uncertain future. And He's letting them know what they can expect, how to live their lives, what is going to come their way. And I love what He says because in this scripture alone, all right, uh, uh, what, what, what this scripture can really help us is to get through this week or even through our whole life that, we, uh, that in fact, we, uh, we will realize what we can have in us and who Jesus Christ is. So in John chapter 16, verse 31 to 33, the Bible says this, Jesus answered them, All right, do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has now come that you will scatter each to his own and will leave me alone. And yet, I'm not alone because the Father is in me. These things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Everybody say peace. Right, in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. You know what? You find it funny when, uh, uh, when you're under pressure or when you're under anxiety, right? Uh, when uh, you're you are not yourself sometimes. In Singaporean terms, we call it mang chang. You know what mang chang is, right? And uh, I still remember one time uh, pre-COVID, right? I was uh, driving out from a car park and uh, as I was exiting the car park, lo and behold, a car got stuck right in front of me, two cars away, uh, before me. And uh, it was a good 15 minutes. We were all waiting. The queue got longer and longer. And in Singapore, uh, you know, when, when we got stuck at the car park, what do Singaporeans do? We press the horn. Right? So everybody was pressing the horn. People were getting frustrated. And lo and behold, I saw this poor old lady, right, coming out from her car. And uh, she was going towards uh, the gantry. She was meddling it. And uh, she couldn't get out of the gantry. And she grew frustrated. She became very mangjang. Right, and 15 minutes turned to 30 minutes and everybody was uh, even more frustrating. The queue got longer and longer and everybody started pressing the horn. And uh, I was sitting in my car looking at the whole scenario and I saw this lady went crazy. Guess what she did? She went back to her car. She got her nice handbag out and uh, she used that handbag to whack the gantry. <laughs> True story, near here, Marine Parade, all right? And uh, I was looking at the whole thing. I was like, wow, this is like, wow, crazy, man. What is happening, man, to this poor old lady? And suddenly, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Andrew, will you come out and help this poor old lady? And I was thinking to myself, I said, God, you never see her, God. She, she used her handbag to, to wag the gantry. The gantry is dead. If I go and reach out to her, guess what? I will see you even faster, Jesus. And, uh, but because of the pressure of society, you know, nowadays, uh, a lot of people like to use handphone to screenshot and we were, we were near church, right? So I was thinking to myself, I better go and help. Uh. What in, in case someone from Cornerstone, you know, snap a shot and say, hey, that's Pastor Andrew. Pastor never go and help this poor old lady. Uh. And then send to mothership and the rest is history, all right? <laughs> so I came out because of that pressure 
<laughs> I walked towards the poor lady, and by that time, the lady was squat squatting down. She was uh, uh, in, uh, in uh, agony, and uh, she was frustrated. And, uh, and I said, Auntie, uh, don't worry, don't worry. I think something wrong with your cash card. I got this $50 new cash card. I just top up. I think you just swap your cash card with mine. You put it in, titi, you will go out, and everybody here will be very happy. And guess what she did? She snatched my cash card. She put slowly into her uh, machine. And guess what? Titi, the barrel came up. She drive off and drive off and drive off and drive off and never stop. So I was standing there thinking to myself, this is, oh, Andy just called me on my $50 cash card. And I walked back, I was like, okay, then everybody was like, wow, you know, all, the, all this long stretch of cars, they were like, wow, give me a thumbs up, you know. All these people, they don't know that I just lost $50 to a poor old lady. <laughs> you see, when you're under anxiety, you do things something crazy, something that, 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 to that extent, you don't even act right, true? Anybody knows what I'm talking about? You know, how many of you lost your car keys, lost your house keys before? I always lose my keys, alright? That's why now I have this, uh, well, uh, titi, uh, you know, keyless uh, uh, keys in my house. You know, I always lost my car keys and one time I was going for a very important meeting and I was frustrated, you know, I was looking around my house and I was like searching my, my, my room and I couldn't find my keys. You know, my mom stays with me. Anybody got your mom? Your mom still stays with you? My mom stays with me, alright? You like it or not, whether you are like 8 years old, 16, 24, I'm 44 this year. My mom still keeps my room, right? And I'll be very frustrated. I'll be shouting across each other. You know, again, my mother was staying in another room. I will be shouting across the living room and say, Mommy, where is my key? Where is my key? You always want to, you always uh, keep my things on. Uh. Please don't touch my things again. And my mom will be so cool. She'll be shouting across her room. In Chinese, don't write email to Cornerstone, uh, please. You know, and uh, uh, she says, That's in your pocket, Is that key in your pocket? And I was like, Oh, yeah. I've been searching one hour, couldn't find anything. The key was actually in my pocket. How many of you have that experience before? Right? And uh, I find it interesting, right? I really find it interesting that if we are not careful, we can forget the fact that Jesus actually said in John chapter 16, the scripture that we read just now that we can have peace because of Him. And if He is with us, that means this, that His peace is also in us. True? And I've met many people out there, sometimes even myself, alright, uh, that we don't understand that during anxious times, right, during pressure, during fear, sometimes we end up looking for things that we have never lost. Right? And we begin to wander into areas where we have been free from, and uh, start going to other sources, trying to find things that are clearly in our possession. Peace is not pretending that everything is going to be okay and uh, ignoring reality. Ignoring reality doesn't change reality. I mean, friends, we can't ignore this uh, pandemic, right? It's here, right? Uh, we can't ignore the reality. So what Jesus is saying in John chapter 16, verse 31 to 33, right? He says that is, is that the world is not getting better. More viruses are going to come. More uh, wars, rumours of wars are going to happen. And everyone in this whole world is searching for that true peace. The true peace. We will all go through trials and we will all go through tribulation. Amen? In our lives, regardless of whether you're rich, poor, famous or not famous, 
right? We will all go through trials and tribulations in our lives. But guess what? Regardless of what you go, go through in your life, we have, need to understand this thing that we can have peace in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Sometimes it takes things to really shake uh, 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 all around you for you to find that the only solid place, right, the only solid ground that you can really find true peace in your life is going to be where the presence of God is. You know, a couple of years back, something really bad happened, happened to me. I woke up one day, found that both my eyes, I couldn't see, I was blind. My right eye vision was completely lost. My left eye, I could only see a little bit. And I freaked out. My wife says, why, why don't we, we better go to the hospital and do a check. So, we, so she rushed me to the hospital, A&E. The doctor did a check. And uh, he was really serious. He says, Andrew, uh, we need to do an operation in your eyes right now. If we, we don't do it, you will completely go blind. I mean, if you are in my shoes, will you be, will you be feeling anxiety? Will you feel, feel stress? I was, uh, I was lost. All right? I was anxious. And uh, the moment of hearing that I'm going to be blind really shocked me. And I still remember they wheeled me to the uh, operating theatre and you can look at the picture right now. That's the first picture that I had. Blessed is the good wife who helped you to take picture to post on Instagram. <laughs> Alright, so I couldn't see. My wife said, for memory's sake, smile. Oh, that's me. Alright, and I was wheeled into the uh, emergency ward. They did an operation, uh, operation on both my eyes, on my right eye. I don't want to scare you, but like six needles were poked into my eyes. Right, and, uh, and they, they managed to uh, restore it. And uh, next picture, that's me. I, I was wheeled out. I was in deep pain, right? I was really, it was really painful. And uh, the thing is this, I still couldn't see, all right? So I asked the doctor, so doctor, how? After the operation, I cannot see. What's happening? I thought I can see. You know, then the doctor says this, well, probably another six to nine months, uh, then you will get your vision back. And I was like, what? Nine months? I said, nine months, doctor, you can see a baby. He says, I know I'm a doctor. <laughs> All right, so I was, uh, of course, uh, uh, wheeled out, you know, couldn't do a lot of things. For one month, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't see what I eat. I cannot blame my kids. I couldn't read the Bible. I, cannot, I couldn't do anything. I was so depressed. Right, to the point, if, if, if uh, you ask me, uh, Pastor Andrew, do you pray? Do you pray in tongues? Yeah, for one week. After that, I was so discouraged. Like, hey, what's happening? What's happening? The thought, of, uh, the, the thought in my mind thinking that, hey, what if? What if I will never see again? That's it, man. I will, I will, I will lose everything. I will be, you know, jobless. I, could, I, I can't preach. I can't, I can't do a lot of things. I can't do music. I can't do all these things. I was like, God, why? You know, why? You know, I started to justify. I don't know about you. When, when bad things happen to you, do you tend to justify things with God? I do, all right? I always say that, God, wow, I, I preach the gospel, man. Huh? I, I, I serve in church. I've been in full-time ministry for so long. Huh? I do this. I write songs. People pirate my album. <laughs> I still bless them. You know, in Singapore, when you, your album is being pirated, means you are very successful. Self-counselation. But anyway, you know, uh, and, and I was like so discouraged and I was like, God, and, and every day, God was very patient. One day, I still remember in my room, the Lord asked me, Andrew, will you choose to worship me in spite of what's happening in your life? And my honest question to God was, God, it's so difficult, it's so tough, I can't, I can't worship you. It's impossible, it's hard. What if, what if I can't see? 
You know, and and been dealing with that thought for all all the uh, that that one month, and and then the Lord, but the Lord was very patient, was very kind. Every day, every day, He would keep asking me, Andrew, will you choose to worship me? Until the last month, I was so frustrated, I was so tired. I said, Okay, God, I will just pay you a complimentary worship. <laughs> I'll just sing a chorus, and that's it. And, uh, you know, and I did. And I stood up in my room and I started to worship God. I sang 10,000 reasons. You know, bless the Lord, oh my soul, right? So emo. But anyway, I started to sing. And, uh, and I kid you not, you know, nothing happens. There wasn't an angel appear before me. God did not spoke in a thunderous voice. I was not healed instantly. Right? But I can sense someone walking straight into my being. You know, there were so much uh, storms in, in my innermost being, questions after questions. But when I began to worship God, guess what? Jesus walked into my heart and for that moment, it's like a silence. You know, it's like suddenly I felt so peaceful in my spirit and I prayed a prayer. I said, God, you know, uh, thank God for uh, the, the Bible app, you know, you version, praise the Lord. I can hear the... The, the, uh, this Angmo reading the Bible to me every other day. I was telling God, God, I can, I can pronounce all the difficult names in the Bible. It's Malachi, not Malachi. <laughs> right? And uh, it's Jose, Jose, Hosea, not Jose, alright? And, and, uh, and I said, God, I, I, thank you, you know, but I pray this sincere prayer. I said, God, all I'm asking, it's been a month plus, I couldn't see, and all I want to do is this, God, I want to read the Bible with my own eyes. Alright, then I went to sleep. And praise the Lord, the next day, guess what? You know, glory to God, I stand here to testify that God healed my eyes. When I woke up, my eyes was completely healed. Come on, let's give the Lord a mighty praise offering, alright? And so I, 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 I told my wife, I can see, I can see. Okay, better go to the doctor and check again. So I ran to the clinic and I walked into the clinic and I said, doctor, I can see again. He said, cannot be. The doctor says, cannot be. You should come back after one month plus. You know, but, but you sure you can see now? What is this? Finger lah. <laughs> right? And uh, he tested my eyes and uh, I testified and he says this, wow. He says, this is really a miracle. Right? This is really a miracle. And I stand there to testify to him and say, you know what? Jesus really healed me. Come on, let's give Jesus a praise offering. Amen. Right, this doctor is a backslider. I don't know whether he's here today, all right. But uh, after that, a few weeks later, I went back to church, you know. And guess what? I saw my eye doctor, and uh, he saw me. I saw him. He was a backslider. I said, "Wow, uh, yeah." Then he looked at me and said, "Yeah, time to come back. Uh, time to come back. Uh. Yeah, time to come back." So, Doctor Tan, if you're here, God bless you. I love you very much. And uh, you know. Peace is, uh, uh, I mean, in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, right? The Bible says, it's therefore having justified by faith, we have peace with God through who? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you need peace, guess what? The only way that you can get it is through who? The Lord Jesus Christ. So peace is knowing everything may not be okay and standing confidently anyway, knowing that God is with us in every single way. You know, where do you go for your peace? I'm going to end soon, all right? So where, where do you look for this peace? In fact, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, the Bible says this, Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So when it comes to peace, friends, you know, Jesus is not saying that you should follow Him. He's saying that you should come to Him. Right? You should come to Him. 
uh, a few Christmas ago, a church member uh, came up to me and said, Pastor Andrew, can you go to the hospital and uh, pray for my dad? Uh, you know, pastors, we all do that. So we, I said, okay, let's go. I'll, I'll go. So I went to the, to the hospital and on that day, same day, uh, the church member texted me and said, hey, uh, Pastor Andrew, let me warn you first. My dad is a very angry man. I said, okay. He kicked me out of the house. I said, okay. He cursed me. He swear at me for believing in Jesus Christ. Okay, thank you very much. I'm here already. No choice. I have to go up and face him, right? So, so, I, so I went up. I was praying in tongues and I didn't know what to do. And then when I walked into the ward, wow, man, I tell you, this old man was so angry. I've never seen a, uh, an old man so angry with his life. And, uh, and I introduced myself. I said, I'm Pastor Andrew. Your daughter sent me here. And he started cursing me for a good 30 minutes. And no praise God for us pastors. Our pastors, our skin a bit thick. So I pull out a chair. I sit in front of him and he starts cursing me for a good 30 minutes. And after he finished, right? After he finished, he asked me this question. You know, uh, probably he, tranquilly, he got no energy, right? So he showed shoot this question at me. He said, uh, uh, what makes you Christians so different from the others? Right? What makes you Christians so so different from, from the other people. You know, and uh, I stood there and I started thinking and I told him this. I said, Uncle, you can't change what you are going through, what happens in your life. You know, I know you are an angry person. I don't know what happened in your whole life. I don't know why you're so bitter, so angry. And I said, you can't choose or change what happened in this life, in you, in your life. But guess what? You can always choose what happened inside of you. And I started to share about Jesus Christ, what He did, my life. And then I say this, you know, uncle, you know, what makes us Christian different is this, that in spite of all the storms that's happening in our lives, I know that I can hold on to this guy called Jesus, who is the anchor of my soul. He will secure me in that strong foundation, even though the storms are brewing, the waves are crashing. I, can, I know that I can hold on to Jesus Christ, my hope. After I say that, I say, okay, uncle, I need to make a move. I didn't even preach the gospel to him. I started to walk out. And as, as I was walking out, he called out to me, young man, stop. I turned back. I kid you not, he was crying. Tears was welling in his eyes. He was crying. And then I said, uncle, do you want to receive this peace in your life? This peace that you have always been searching for, Jesus Christ? And guess what? He says, yes. I want to receive this, this Jesus and we pray the sinner's prayer together. Come on. I still have the recording. It's uh, on my phone. Alright? And uh, after that, through his own mouth, alright, I, I went out uh, to meet him a few times before he passed on. Uh, These this were his final words to me. He says, Andrew, I now understand what peace is. Peace is a person and he is Jesus. Come on, let's give Jesus a mighty praise offering. I mean, friends, it would be awesome, right, if Jesus has given us some direction, like a place where he could, we, he could tell us where to get this peace. But guess what? It's not happening since it doesn't matter where we go. What matter is this? Who we go with? Who do you go with in this life? Therefore, peace is not a feeling. Peace is not a place. Peace is a person and his name is Jesus. Can I have the worship team to come up? No, you can't choose what you go through in this life. You can choose how you go through it. 
Right? Play some music, make these people cry, but... <laughs> you know, uh, a few years ago, I was uh, driving, you know, on, on a straight road. As I was driving, suddenly uh, I heard, uh, it's like the Holy Spirit telling me, turn towards your right. So I was driving and I turned towards my right. Lo and behold, I saw a car coming at me at a very, very fast speed. And right at that instant, all right, uh, I, I know like, uh, I, I, I'm going to die. I was like 40 years old, right? I said, I'm going to die, right? I, I got no time to think about my family. I got no time to think about my achievement, what I've done for Jesus Christ, how many souls I've saved, how many uh, places I go to, how many uh, accolades, you know, things that I've done in my whole life. I couldn't think of all these things. And uh, all I did was, okay, Jesus, I don't know what's happening. I'm 40 years old. I'm going to die young. Full stop. So I closed my eyes. I kid you not. The car came. And all I did was this. I whispered, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I wasn't screaming. I wasn't hysterically shouting or crying. All I did was holding on to my steering wheel. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the car came and palm bang onto my car. And ladies and gentlemen, that's my new car. Alright? Uh the the what the pillow, what's that? The airbags. I don't know why I need sleep, alright? The airbag came, palm hit my face, my specs flew, I couldn't see anything, it was huge, huge bang, my front, everything was gone, you know. But Praise the Lord. God saved me. I was, there was no injuries. I was like perfectly fine. And I stood in the car. I saw the smoke coming out. I freaked out. I couldn't get out because the door was stuck. Two young men came running. They looked, they look, what's happening? What's happening? They saw me alive. They were shocked. They pulled open my door and they dragged me out all the way to the grass patch. I sat down and looked at my nice, beautiful car. By the way, I'm still driving it. And, uh, and uh, suddenly, ambulances came, fire engine came. I think someone heard this loud bang, got two ambulances, one fire engine came. And I stood there, it's like, wow, much like Korean drama, you know. And I saw the paramedics running, running towards the car, look inside, and uh, he couldn't see anyone. He started shouting, where's the driver? Where's the driver? I still remember, I stood up from the grass patch, I raised my hands. And he ran towards me. First thing he said, Sir, this is a serious car accident. You should be dead. Thank you very much. <laughs> Are you okay or not? Uh, I'm okay, eh? no blood, eh? nothing, eh? you know, nothing, really nothing. Oh, then he was shocked, all right. You want to go to hospital or not? I said, No, Lila, I really got nothing, you know, no, no whiplash, no nothing, you know. And, uh, and, and uh, I said, You nearly died, sir, you nearly died. I said, Okay, thank you. So I, 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 I still remember I posted it to glorify God. You know, God really saved my life. God really saved my life. And, uh, and uh, one of the pastors down the road called me up and said, Hey, Andrew, wow, how's, I saw your accident, man. Very bad. I said, yeah, yeah, very bad. Yeah, and he, he says, I used to be from the XCDF. I was signed on for like uh, 20 years, you know. If I, if, if I was on call on that day to see you, wow, you know what? I will call another two more cars to come, two more vehicles to come. I said, okay, what vehicle? One is the red vehicle, another one is the black one. 
I said, can you elaborate more? Oh, the red one is to come to saw the car into half. The black one is to carry your dead bodies out. Okay, thank you very much. God bless you. So second person say that. And uh, we send the car to the mechanic. You can ask my wife. You know, and uh, the mechanic saw my car. First thing, told my wife this. Anybody die in this car? My wife says, no, my husband is alive. And I remember going back to, to the mechanic to get back my nice car back again. And the uncle saw me and said, wow, neither son is powerful. Ah. Say, yeah, yeah, my Jesus is very powerful. Come on, let's give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. You know, I'm going to end soon. I'm going to end the service soon. But today, you know, why am I sharing with you all these things? You know, all my life, you know, I got saved when I was 15 years old in this church. Pastor Yang was preaching. I don't, know, I don't even know what he was talking about, right? But I gave my life to Jesus. And I responded. Someone asked me, Andrew, wow, you, I heard all your stories. I still got many more stories. Huh? You know, have you ever thought of giving up your faith in Jesus Christ? And I was like, standing there, I was thinking to myself, um, no, 29 years, 29 years as a believer in Jesus Christ. I say, I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Regardless of whether good or whether bad, I still taste His goodness. This is who our Jesus Christ is. He wants to give you His peace. Amen. So I know some of you are going to respond this morning. I can really sense the Holy Spirit. You know, every eye goes every bow. This is a very serious moment between you and God. I know some of you are here, you thought, oh, by chance. My friends, there's no chance. It's not by coincidence. You are here because God arranged for you to be here. Your friends brought you here. Probably you've been searching for that peace all along. You've been struggling with depression. You've been struggling with anxiety. You are struggling about your future. And nothing can help you. You try for everything. Nothing can help you. Can I suggest to you this morning, that the only way, the only truth is this, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. He is the one who can set you free. He is the one who can set you free from your depression, from your mental health. He can heal you in the being. I'm not promising you that today, after you receive Him, everything will be nice. But what I'm trying to say is this, when you receive Him, you will understand that Jesus Christ is the anchor of His soul. He will give you His hope. So you're saying, Pastor Andrew, I want to receive this peace that I'm searching for. Another group, probably you're backslidden all your life. You have, never, you, 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 you have stopped going to church, but you have tasted the goodness of God before and you cannot forget it. And today you come and this, today, guess what? God is saying this to you. Come back to my house again, child. I love you. I care for you. I'm not going to leave you dry. I'm not going to leave you low. I want to restore you. I want to restore the joy that the enemy is here to seek, to kill, to destroy. But I've come to give you life and life to the fullness. Another group, probably you've been attending church all your life, but you have never said a sinner's prayer. I always tell the young people, it doesn't mean that you come to church, you walk out, you are a Christian. Same thing. doesn't mean that you go to McDonald's, you walk out McDonald's as a hamburger. It's not. You have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've just listened to a production of Cornerstone Community Church. 
Please note that all unauthorized reproduction, distribution, or sale of the recording is prohibited. For permission to reproduce or distribute the sermon, please write into mail at cscc.org.sg. We hope that you have been blessed.